Welcome to Brother to Brother, a podcast that is part therapy, part tongue-in-cheek, and all real talk. As always, we always ask that everyone subscribe, rate, and review, share with your friends, your family, your frenemies, your enemies, and everyone in between. We're back with episode 68. We're getting old, getting up in that age, getting close to retirement, hopefully already retired, to be honest. But joining me as always... You think you're going to retire by 68? uh, I definitely hope so. Hmm. But who knows what the world's gonna be like in '68, man? It might be a bear. It might be Mars. Yeah, it might I be think Mars. I, I think I would. Yeah, actually, I think I could be retired by '68. Now I think about it. Yeah. It depends on how how messed up uh, my 401k is with uh, Trump and all that and all his business. I think everybody took a hit last year. Well, it's not even that. I think about just like 20 years from now, if we can make it 10 through the next two decades without a big world war. Or a massive natural disaster, whether it be like a volcano or a massive earthquake or a famine. If we can make it through 20 years without that, I think humanity will have made some huge leaps forward. Mm-hmm. If, any, I, I, if any one of those things happen, we're fucked. And I think President uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez will help usher in a better future by the time Ooh, we get there. <laughs> I can't even wait. I can't even wait. <laughs> I'm calling that shit now. But um, enough of our predictions. We're going to get right into the Carson Corner. Because we have um, actually a lot of, a few topics in the Carson Corner. Um, Brett, did you watch the Super Bowl? You know I did not. Um, I did watch the Super Bowl. I went over to Christine and Arande's and it was uh, a defensive battle. I thought it was a good game in in that sense. You're the only person in, in America. (laughs) <laughs> for people who I'm not the only person I'm a very small minority that's very true but for people who like points especially Fairweather uh, football fans uh, <clears throat> they they hated that shit but I will say that like I was I wasn't falling asleep but when I got home I immediately fell asleep that game was not the greatest to watch yeah not- all I heard was people like in the break room like this game is garbage this sucks and i was like okay they didn't score a touch the first touchdown was scored um with like seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter what yeah it was i mean defense has played well but also it's just some just offensive ineptitude but i just gotta say as i as somebody who doesn't follow sport and does not care one iota about anything i'm sick and tired of like, I cannot wait for Tom Brady to retire just because I'm sick and tired of everybody complaining about Tom Brady and his weirdness and the Patriots. And, like, I, I don't know if this how people felt when, like, the Bulls were just dominating football. I mean, no. not football, basketball, but, like, I personally cannot stand this shit. Like, I'm sick and tired of all the haters and all the New Englanders with their, you know doing their victory laps and shit like i just i'm so over it i want to hate on tom brady and the patriots but like you can't they're just so dominant they're probably the best franchise they're definitely the best dynasty ever i guess what i don't understand is why are they so undefeated like what's going on that nobody can like beat because bill belichick's a he's a He's like a defensive master. He's probably one of the best defensive coaches in the NFL's history ever. And he does second-half adjustments better than any other coach that I've ever seen. 
I don't know what second half adjustments are. What's so that after the first, when you're playing in the first half, say you're winning 21 to 18, or you're losing 21 to 10, right? Mm-hmm. He will make adjustments to to the first half, and all of a sudden, their best player or wide receiver who's running all over the yard, all of a sudden he gets shut down, and they can't move the ball, and then they throw an interception, and then they have a fumble that's returned for a touchdown. Like, add in Tom Brady, who just has this amazing offensive line, so he never gets hit. He got sacked, I want to say, in the third quarter, and it was the first sack that he had taken in the entire um, playoff runs. A hundred plays. A hundred plays without getting sacked. It's just unheard of. Hmm. Like, you you just got to tip your hat to them. Even if you hate them. Like, I always tell people, I don't like the Patriots. I don't root for them to lose until they get to the Super Bowl just because I don't want them to have more Super Bowls than, you know, any other team. I to continue to get them. But I don't hate them anymore. I just respect them. It's just the way it is. It's a hard pill to swallow, but, man, when you keep kicking people's teeth in, what are you going to say? Six six Super Bowl championships for Tom Brady. Six. That's insane. Um, But, yeah. It was boring. The halftime show was boring. The commercials were boring. Boring. Also, in uh, Carson Corner, Costa Rica, like, what, six weeks away? Yeah, something like that. I actually booked my uh, flight already. Got his flight. You flying to Miami and then to Costa Rica? Hells no, man. I'm flying straight there. From oh, Charlotte. from Charlotte? Yeah. What time does that flight leave? Uh, 11 or so. Gets there about 1, I think. Why are we... Mm. Which how how are you guys getting there? I think we are looking at going through Miami, flying, taking a five o'clock flight, five o'clock, five o'clock flight, uh, to Miami, and then from Miami to Costa Rica, getting there maybe like eleven fifty. Okay, well then I'll I'll change my flight because I saw that flight too. I was like, I'm not doing all that if I could fly direct. But I mean, I would I get there after you guys if I take the flight that I was looking at. Yeah, I can't remember what flight Burgess is taking. And then I can meet up with you guys in Miami. So that'd be cool. Yeah, me in Miami. Bienvenido a Miami. But uh, in other Carson Corner uh, business, uh, Jonathan, do you know what Black Twitter is? Of course I know what Black Twitter is. You know, that's funny too because like it's been a big Twitter week kind of for us. Or just in general. Like, I mean, just... Twitter's been blowing up. I mean, everybody has been, like, acting a... Not necessarily acting a fool, but, you know, I mean, you had the State of the Union. You have uh, this thing that we're going to talk about with uh, Liam Neeson later on. Um, You got, you know, Terry Crews and Michelle Rodriguez out here defending him. All this this crazy outlandish shit going on. Uh, It's also, like, Black History Month, and it's just been the craziest Black History Month. But... But uh, the reason I, I brought up Black Twitter was because somebody asked me, uh, Panties in a wad, our for- former host of uh, of In My Humble Opinion, uh, he asked, he was like, "Is Black Twitter a thing?" And, and I was like, "Yes, it's a thing." He's like, "I was like, you don't know about Black Twitter?" And he's like, "No, I don't know what that is." And I was like, okay, whatever. You know, I was going to leave it at that. But then he was like, is it like an app or something? And I was like, I should just explain what it is. But it was just too good. And I was like, yes, it's an app. I was like, and he's like, what's it? I was like, is it like for black people? I was like, yeah, it's for black people. It's like, it's for like a safe place so we can talk about stuff and not have to worry about what, 
non-black people say like you know it's also but but you know other people of color can get into it and he's like so wait it's just it's a separate thing like yeah you can cross post to regular twitter if you want i was like it's kind of like the uh dark web if if you want (laughs) he's like wait so how do you get on it's like oh you have to be you have to get a reference (laughs) like you, you can't just jump on it it's like I was like, you have to be vetted and everything. And then I kept that going on. And he's like, are you pulling my chain? Is, is this a fake thing? And is this not, is that not what it is? I was like, no, that's not what Black Twitter is. I can't believe you strung him on for that long. You should have, <laughs> you, and you didn't even tell me, man. I would have been there with the Michael Jackson gift. just with the popcorn. Like, <laughs> that is hilarious. It was, yeah, I loved it. I was like, I can't believe, you know, because it's, it's just so weird. It's like, I mean, I get some people, like, I don't know. I just, it, it boggles my mind that there's still, you know, people still learn new things. I mean, I guess it makes sense. You know, you can't know everything. But I was like, how have you never heard of black Twitter? I'll tell you some things you should know. It's not to wear blackface. Damn fucking Skippy. And talking about it being Black History Month, blackface right now is just out of control. Why are people walling out with that stuff? And not, not only that, all these people acting as if they forgot about the times that they did blackface. You know, you have the governor of Virginia. You have the um, attorney general of Virginia. Third in line. You, ha- you have the highest-ranking Republican in Virginia. Oh, that's yeah. new. To, that see, that's even new to me. Like, it's hard to keep up. So many people doing it. So the third, the the guy who would be what fourth in line was doing blackface too. Yep. Uh, not to mention now you have like people going back through old <laughs> yearbooks of like all these southern schools, and they're just like, hmm, blackface. Hmm. Black- we have these guys in. At Klan, uh, another white guy in blackface, and they're mimicking like they're lynching him. Yeah, because that's the thing about, like, that happened uh, back with that whole Covington thing. Like, all these people were like, that's not blackface. That's just something, you know, kids wilding out. And and then you have all these white guys doing blackface. It's like, no, that's a part of, like, that's a a thing that that white people in the South apparently do. Like, in, in their young ages, like, blackface all over the place. It's just, like, it's one of those things where... We people have been talking about it forever, and and I'm talking about like black people, people of color have been like white, uh, black face is a thing, and it needs to stop. And people are like, it's not the big as prevalent as as you're making it out to be. And we're finding out that no, it is far more prevalent than we even thought it was. I mean, people are just like unapologetic, unapologetically being like. Yeah, I um I, I put some shoe polish on my face because I was dancing like Michael Jackson, and I won the contest. Yeah, and that's the thing, because we talked about Northam. Is, is it Northam? Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it last week, and I was just kind of, like, it had just kind of um, popped up, <clears throat> so we didn't really know a lot. But then, um, like, th- the next day he had that um, press conference, and he was like, because he started out admitting to it and then he denied it and was like no actually that wasn't me and I thought what was funny about it was the fact that he's calling his friends to find out if that was him I'm like can you imagine blackface something like this being so prevalent in your life that you're not sure if this was the time that you actually did it 
You know, exactly. and then he comes out with his press conference. He's like, actually, I have done it before. That's how I know that this time it wasn't me. And we're like, dude, that's not a, it's not the defense that you think it is. It really isn't. It's not, that's not the answer. Like that, I don't think it barely, I don't think it helps you out at all. Right. Exactly. Like, you know, and then. At best you break even. Right. At and not even then, because like I, I guess what what ticks me off the most about all this is all these people, and, and I'm speaking specifically about about white people who are defending Northam and defending all these people, and like, well, you know, you did it as a young guy, and so like we understand, like it's okay. Like I'm sick and tired of people who are not in the offended class forgiving people for shit that they've done that is offensive to other people. You know, like, I can't say to somebody, uh, like, another straight guy, hey, yeah, you use the the F word to describe um, uh, uh, gay people, but it's okay. You know, I forgive you. You're you're good. You know, like, that's not how that works. You know, I mean, we had a big Twitter beef this week over that, you know. Um, Somebody who... uh, I don't know how, how I don't even know if it's right to say that we're being petty if we talk to name names, but uh, I'm not going to go there right now. But oh, screw it, yeah, I am. No, no, no. I mean, do, do you? <laughs> Fuck it, do you? Fuck it, Fuck it, do you? I don't know why we hesitating. Fuck it. Right? Is it is it being? And I guess that's a thing. Is like, it, it's one of the things I find most. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, frustrating. Frustrating about, like, when, when race stuff and offensive racial shit comes up, it's like, as a black person, as the offended person, it's like, you have to be the diplomatic and all that crap while other people don't, you know? I think that's... Well, it's like the idea that every time something racist happens, there's you know that you're going to have to put on your armor and deal with the white racist apologist who's always like trying to minimalize and rationalize the actions of like this racist person or this racist act like right because here's the thing cause, like when when I'm just sick and tired of when uh, people do shit like you get these white kids like Covington again I'm coming back to it because it's the most recent and, and and best example of what I'm talking about it's like people are like well they're kids they don't know what they're doing you know and and you can argue that whether or not as a high schooler you should know you should know as a high schooler in, in 20 fucking 18 that blackface is not cool and you shouldn't do that i'm sorry i just that rings hollow to me but even if you wanted to give that kind of defense and say that was you know if you gave that defense some sort of merit whatever what have you but then these people are using the same defense for Northam and, and these people. They're like, well, well, they were young. They didn't know. It's like, he's 24. How, when do these people stop becoming young and, and like these excuses of youth, w- when do they no longer hold weight? And not only that, his was from 1984, not from 1960 or 1950, 1984. He was old enough to know better and just that was the culture of the time to do like to be able to do blackface and to go back to um, Covington in Kentucky. There are lots of programs that 
that do blackouts, you know, like the all black jerseys and everyone wears black t-shirts and black shorts or black jeans, whatever. But like these guys have fucking straight up menstrual paint on their faces. Like they had not just black, but then they had like the white by their mouth, the way menstruals do. It's like, yeah, man, you know exactly what the fuck you're doing. Exactly. And some adult taught you that shit. So that's probably where it's coming from. That's probably why there's no outrage from the people of that community. Because they're racist and they're just like, well, what? I, I can't believe you're upset about these racist-ass kids doing racist shit. Yeah, so, I mean, to go back to, to the, the problem that we had this week. Because, you know what? I feel like I, I want to talk about it, so I'm going to talk about it. And, you know what? You don't have to listen, I guess. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, so we got into this like th- this weird debate about whether or not blackface is okay or not, you know. And, and this person, it was brighter side. He was like, "It's satire and it's comedy, and you know." And we're like, "That's not satire. Blackface is not satire. It's not satire to put a to dress up in a clown clan um, uniform or outfit or whatever, you know." And then it, I guess what really take me off about the whole thing is the dismissive attitude of it you know it's like when people of a certain when people are telling you that they find this offensive because you know because of how it has affected them and the history of it you don't get to just dismiss you should not just dismiss what they're saying because for you know like i don't i don't understand the people who want to just dismiss them outright you know and just say like you're taking things out of proportion or, or, or you're being hyperbolic or, or too sensitive or what have you, you know, I don't understand that mentality. And it's like, it got to a point where it's like, do you just want to do blackface and, and that's what's going on here? You know, like, is that your deal? And it, so eventually what happens is he starts coming up with these weird ass straw men, like fake Outrage, disingenuous, in my opinion, disingenuous arguments. Like he pointed as like, well, Robert Downey Jr. and that's what got me. Like he found this tweet from when was that? Last November, September, or something. It was back when we were talking about um, our our top ten uh, MCU movies, and he was like, well, some of these are have have Robert Downey Jr. who did blackface, and we're like, dude, man. You know, you're gonna go back to Tropic Thunder as some sort of justification of blackface. It's like that's not it, you know. And like a lot of people got on on him for that. And I was like, you're not being into. You're not being. You're arguing from a, out of bad faith because if you want to talk about <clears throat> the double standard of blackface, White Chicks is the movie to talk about, right? Definitely white chicks isn't what you want to talk about because there is no point in them being white chicks. Not only that, they do everything that is that, you know, social justice warriors talk about. They wear a white face. They use stereotypes in like the way they talk, the way they dress, the way they act, the issues they have, um, the way they're depicted. It's the perfect way for you to say this is just as bad as blackface, in which someone else could say, yeah, that's completely true. Right, because when you talk about, because the thing about white chicks is, I don't think anybody, and especially in the black community, has really, or or people who are quote unquote woke, you know, we haven't really come to grips with whether or not, no, I take that back. We've come to grips with the fact that it's problematic. 
but we haven't actually denounced it. So, like, if you bring it up in a debate on blackface, you're it's kind of a checkmate move because then the person has to either you you have to disavow it or somehow justify that. Yeah, there will token. be rational one way or another. There will be rationalization. Right. You know, you have to act like it's not funny, or you have to. Yeah, if you act like it's not funny, well, then you're kind of you know denouncing. You know, you're you're kind of you're acting you're like out. you're copping out. out. Yeah, you're acting like you're you didn't out. laugh at that shit when everybody knows everybody laughed at that shit. So. Yeah, and then after that, he goes and blocks us. And, and like, I don't mind getting blocked. I'm, I'll, you know what? Because I, I, I block people every now and again too. You know that just you can't deal with. But the only people who got blocked were in the conversation were you and I. And I was like, that's a bit fucked up, isn't it? You know. Well, I mean, that's the thing. When you look at it, you're like, okay, there are four people in the conversation: two white, two black. And he blocks only the two black people. Right. And that's one of those things where it's like, how I, I, I made the joke today. I was like, I'm trying not to think too much into this. Trying real damn hard. Because it's one of those things where the simplest explanation is just that, you know, we went at him maybe harder than everybody else, which you can argue is true. Yeah, I would say that's valid. I would say that's valid. Also, you know, we are brothers. So, like, you could argue that we tag teamed him. Maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, you might be able to convince me of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's, but like, it's just, it's just weird. It's weird. It's, right? It's ridiculousness. I don't feel bad about, like, tag teaming because I don't think that's what we were doing. It was just like – and that's one of the points I asked him. I'm like, dude, are you just being a devil's advocate for sake of, of debate? Or are you really being that dense that you don't get that Tropic Thunder is not the same thing as, as like – that is literal satire. Like, look up, and that's the reason I asked him. I'm like, dude, look at the definition of satire. That is what Tropic Thunder is to the nth degree. Right, because I mean, you cannot argue honestly that that um, Tropic Thunder is the same thing because it's not. Because the whole point of it was to make fun of Hollywood and whitewashing and how they've done this in the past and how. They, they they defend these things as like it's artistic and, and stuff like that. It's like that was the whole point of it. And they, they pointed it out in the movie, so it's like Yeah, whenever he's like, I'm a dude who's playing a dude who's pretending to be a dude. Like that is them hitting it for everyone who hasn't already gotten it. Yeah. There it is. Right, and that's what I just find so frustrating about this whole blackface debate is just that whenever there's racism abound people there's always somebody out there trying to defend it like defending the confederate flag or defending uh monuments and like all they care it just seems like all they care about is how it affects them and not necessarily not how it you know the history behind it and how that history affects other people you know and i just find it so damn frustrating and that's the thing you've lived with your whole life especially living having lived down south or living down south in your case you know it's that whole thing like you said this is flag isn't a it's not a heritage of hate it's like not for you right but for all those victims for everybody else it's, that's exactly what it is yeah because i mean we're still one of the side effects of being blocked at was that uh we got kicked out of the planning dm thread for um uh, Vinchat Boston, 
Which is okay because I'm still making my spreadsheet. I got a bunch of different places I'm beginning to list mm-hmm. uh, in and around Boston. That way people can get an idea of things they might want to see, maybe solo trips they might want to go on. Yeah, because I'm looking forward to that thing, and I can't, I can't wait for it to happen and meet so many people. It's fun, and it sucks that so, there are so many people I, that aren't going to be there. Uh, I think that's one of the downfalls of having these every year is that you know, people can't always make them, so you, you have to pick and choose, and sometimes it's like, well... Because, like, last year we didn't go to Austin because uh, we both had stuff coming up, so it was like it, we couldn't make it, and I hate missing them, and I hate when other people miss them, too. I am excited for this one because, obviously, living in Boston, I want to be able to show people a good time and let them be able to enjoy the city. It's a weird city to get around to, so I think the further people plan ahead, the easier it will be. But I really want to take some people to Chinatown and get some soup dumplings. Mm -hmm. But uh, enough of that. Uh, Let's hop into the news. Um, Trump uh, gave the State of the Union. It was long. It was boring. My wife and I fell asleep. That Trump kid that he invited fell asleep. Uh, It was just... The problem with Trump is like he has no plan. He has nothing, no accomplishments. So he didn't really have much to talk about. So it was just a long-winded, crazy speech that, you know, had a few lies in it, a few deceptions in it. He had some red meat for his base when he talked about abortion. Uh, but obviously he still talked about it incorrectly. He acted as if they were just pulling babies out right at nine months and killing them, like... It's Donald Trump, so it's like it doesn't surprise you anymore. It's just one of those things where you're, you think about for those who are in his base and believe everything he says, like those are scary people. Yeah, I mean, I don't. There's not much you can say about. It. Like, I don't, I don't get it uh, because it seems like his base is shrinking even now. Because, like, for instance, you see all these people who were pissed about. Um, was going on with uh with their income taxes they're like my taxes are i'm not getting paid as much uh because of the tax bill that that you had and, and i trusted you and you deceived us you know all this stuff and all these people were like you know destroyed them for it all because people are like um that was you know you could have known that if you had paid attention because everybody was saying that this would happen and exactly and now you're shocked. No one's upset that you're upset. Right. Everyone's like, go fuck yourself. We told you. We were screaming it at you, but you said fake news Mm -hmm. and then flicked us off. So now you can go sit on it and spin. Yeah. So it's a, I mean, chickens are coming home to roost, as they say, you know, Um, and and all these people are starting to, but I I just don't know if it's going to matter to them. Like, it seems to matter to them when you hit them in the pocket, you know, I mean, but but then you look at his speech that he gave, and it was just, you know, lie after lie. You know, he's talking about manufacturing jobs are coming in the same week. We're that, not. Right. But it's in the same week that all those jobs that, you know, at like Carrier and um, Ford and all those places that, you know, he campaigned at are actually leaving America. You know, uh, he, he kept going on about the wall. And my God, was he scared. Was he scared about these investigations? Talking about if you investigate, then uh, uh, we we can't be a great country, and, and it will hurt things. And basically threatening everybody, which I found to be hilarious. 
I'm like, dude, you running scared. You know what's funny? Also, I saw um uh, in a different a bunch of different places, um, people were just sh- people were noticing the comparison between Nixon, who did the same thing in the State of the Union, where he basically was like, "Yeah, it's about time for those investigations to stop." It's like the parallels between him and Nixon just keep growing and growing. And you also feel just how, like, how dumb he is. We'll talk about this later. But first, I do want to talk about, before we get away from the State of the Union, the Abrams and the Bernie Sanders response. Yeah, you go um, ahead and talk about it. Because, like, for, I unfortunately did not get a chance to get around to, to watch it. And I think the thing about the the um, the, the response is, like, it's... They they always kind of suck. Like the best thing you can do with that response is be forgettable, you know. And it seems like I guess people are just like, well, Abrams hit up every point that she needed to hit, so you know, I guess good for her. Abrams had like you know some feel good stuff. It had some you know we're here for the workers stuff. It had some voter rights stuff. I think the thing I liked about hers was that it was short. It was only like 10 minutes long. Uh, and, and it didn't feel too long-winded. But also because, again, since Donald Trump's speech was so like, lackluster, her speech, like, there wasn't much you could say to point at his speech and be like, he's an idiot. She was just sort of like, uh, yeah, we need to work together. Republicans are going to tax you to fucking hell. I think the, uh, we had to go after the rich. We need to better jobs. We need right. I think the biggest problem with with those speeches and and from what I understand, her speech kind of had this problem as well is that they never actually respond to the president's speech because like they actually like get the speech ahead of time, and, and we know Trump likes to go off off the cuff, so that's not necessarily a a important thing. But like they have their own speech which is supposed to be a response but it's never really a response because it's just a speech that you know hits the talking points like they never actually talk about what the president talked about in their speech Stacey Abrams openly said beforehand that she was not even going to watch his speech <laughs> right so, so like Bernie Sanders he his response you know he responded some to what Trump said you know pointing out a bunch of the lies and a bunch of areas where Trump was wrong but his speech was like 27 minutes long it was way long man by the time it got to like a real big like rah rah moment you were just like finish it please (laughs) um I don't know about Bernie Sanders like I I kind of wish he would just either get in or say he's not getting in at this point well you know how I feel about him I don't know what he's waiting for I just don't like any other candidates you know, you have the lady out of Hawaii who went and met with Assad. You have yeah, who met with Assad and was formerly part of a group that like pushed gay conversion. You got uh, Kamala Harris, who's a cop. You got uh, Cory Booker, who's bond sold by Big Pharma uh, and other corporate interests. You got Elizabeth Warren, who's Native American when it helps her. My God, Elizabeth Warren. I was talking with somebody about this today, and I was like, I like Elizabeth Warren's policies and some of the things she stands for, but I just don't think she's got it cut out. You know, because she makes stupid, goofy mistakes that you don't need to make, and I don't know who she's got talking in her ear, but she just, like, the whole um, thing with the DNA test was an L that you didn't need to take. It was racist. 
it, what what Trump was saying was racist. We all knew that. We all saw that. There was no need to to do a DNA test to try and prove your bona fides, especially considering it didn't prove them. You know, it's just like, and then on top of it, it was her response to it by doing the DNA test was racist in and of itself. And it's just like, what, what are you doing? You know, then you had the beer thing. It's like, she just can't help herself with take L's. Well, the problem is like, I'm like, who's advising you? She needs someone. And, and this reminds me of like, um, I think it's culture Kings who says this. You need someone who's just real around you to be like, yo, you got to stop doing this. You're looking corny as fucking stupid. So, yeah, you need to just lean on your intel. You're an intelligent woman who's done a lot. Who's been successful. That's the shit you need to be talking about. Stop talking about this shit. If he calls you Pocahontas, ignore that shit. No more talking about it. You don't say Pocahontas again for the rest of your life. Yeah, and then just go and, out there and talk about getting people jobs. Right, and then you know, make your give give out every you know, say your apology, do your apology tour for the messed up stuff that you've done with the Native Americans. Because apparently, she put that she was Native American on her um bar uh, exam or something like that, and, and like that's ten kinds of fucked up. But like you know, do your apology tour and move on with your life. You know, stop stop letting him bully you into these stupid ass uh, uh, fights that you keep losing because you don't know how to fight them. Do you think she would be a good VP for somebody? I think it depends on who she's going to be a VP for. Like, honestly, I think she would make a good VP for somebody who... Okay, you know what? I'm, I think she'd make a great VP for a male who was running. I was thinking Joe Biden. No, not Joe Biden. That would just be weird. I, I God, I hope he doesn't run. I really do. I really hope he does not run. Joe Biden has just got so many problems. He's a weird dude. He can't help but say the wrong thing at the wrong time. It's going to be a shit show if he runs. But, like, as far as Warren goes, um, like, yeah, not not a good VP. I mean, she could be a good VP, for somebody who's like a, a moderate, you know, a centrist, then you have her as VP so that you can say, we hear you progressives and she is going to be your voice in the White House. That That's how you make her a, a, a VP. That's that's my opinion. I kind of imagine who she'd run with, but yeah. But um, yeah, so the, the responses weren't that great. The State of the Union wasn't that great. And things have not been so awesome for Trump. Um, federal investigators have been requesting documentation um, on the 2016 inauguration because there was about $110, $117 million raised, and it sort of just disappeared. Uh, and so people are going, the uh, federal authorities, and I think even the state of uh, New York, the, the was it the 4th or 5th district course? Mm -hmm. court? Fifth. The, the fifth district court um, has requested uh, information from the Trump organization. So everything about him right now is just being looked at. Yeah, I mean, he's not and it doesn't seem like it's going to get any better. Um, he can argue all he wants and say that Jared Kushner and I'm not Jared Kushner, but Roger Stone and all these people have nothing to do with him. But like. We're we're gonna get that report soon, and I think that report is gonna be a bit more damning than 
everybody you know hopes and then on top of it you have the uh senate uh, not the senate the uh democrats in the house are with subpoena power and i, I have got a mm-hmm. feeling they're going to go after those tax returns and, and that's not going to be good for him so like like it's going to be interesting what, what happens this year you think they'll give him a deal in the future that he can investigations will go away if he resigns you think they would give him that deal? Yeah. I mean, I, I think he either... Okay, this is what I think happens. I think if it comes out that... He, we, he won't be removed from impeachment. I think either the report comes out and it's really hella bad and he has to go, so he resigns and he blames the deep state or what have you. Uh, McConnell and... and them come up to him and like dude you gotta go or they will send you to jail that you know that that's that's how this ends and then he decides Mm -hmm. to leave or um i think what happens also is the report comes out it's not nearly as bad as everybody hoped it would be and he does a little victory lap and runs again and probably wins huh or I think if he run like if he ran today, I think he would lose. Oh, he a hundred percent lose. But I think people don't have that. You know, they don't have a long memory. So feasibly, there's a world that exists that he wins if he runs. I think, but I I just don't think I don't know. Like I said, the future is is kind of murky right now because like. A month ago, I would be like, if he runs, he wins, bar, you know, without question. But the way things are going and his base is starting to get more and more pissed with him, you know. Um, yeah, he, he's got his, you know, hardcore fans, but they don't care about the wall. I think this government shutdown did more to hurt him than anything. And then you have Nancy Pelosi, who is just wiling out and playing him like a fiddle, you know. Yeah, she's been emasculating him a lot lately. I think it's got to be bad for him and bad for his base because his base, they don't like to see weakness. Yeah, especially not with an old woman is, is the reason for your weakness. You know, like, I'm I'm not saying this, but, you know, they are a bit of misogynist, you know, his base. And the fact that this woman keeps playing him and playing him for a fool, they're not going to like that, especially considering he has made this wall such a big fucking deal. And if he does not deliver, he is ten kinds of fucked. And it does not look like he's going to be able to deliver one iota on this. Like, No, because the Republicans do not want another shutdown. They've made that pretty clear. And they don't give they a fuck about that wall. So, like, I don't see where he goes from here with that. And I, I just don't see him declaring an emergency, no matter how much he talks about it. I find it hard to believe that he would be that stupid. But again, just because he knows that he would lose... I think the reason he wouldn't do it is because he knows he'll lose in the courts. And then that would be even bigger losses. The fact that his big gambit was something that he knew would fail and did fail. It it would just end up another loss where he doesn't get his wall. I cannot imagine him being like, yo, going into this, I know this is going to probably be an L, but I'm going to go after it anyways. I'm running forward to an L! Um, speaking of Pelosi, though, Democrats and people on the left—I say more left centrist than on the far left—people, um, but people in that area have been loving Nancy Pelosi. 
the color of the king of sass, the king of the queen of uh, swag. Yeah, then you had all those memes that came out with her clapping at, at Trump during the address. People get so impressed by such a shiny object that they just completely forget about like who she really is. About how she had to be protest into uh, reestablishing that environmental committee. And then sort of made it toothless in the end. People forgot about what all the votes and all the things that Nancy Pelosi has done. Like, just recently I found out that she had her aides tell um, a bunch of people in the health insurance industry that they're not going to have to worry about the Medicare for All because she and the other Democrats aren't going to allow the left-leaning ones to push that agenda. Like, she's cutting progressives off at the knees already, and they're like a month and a half maybe into their, uh, into the new term. I don't really get why people fall in love with her so much. I think it's, be, and especially considering it can be argued, and I, I'm sure, I, I know you've made this argument, that she's just doing the bare minimum. She's just doing her job, you know, and they're congratulating her and praising her for doing what she should have been doing in the first place, you know. Uh, it, it's just a weird thing to see. Because it's like, I, I'm with you, like, I, and I guess we can hop in uh, the, the Kool-Aid moment. See where Reginald is on the Kool-Aid. <laughs> um, and, and if before, like, beginning of this week, I would have been like, uh, I'm, I'm with uh, I'm with her, you know? Uh, but then you find out that she's all about, you know, cutting pe- like you said, cutting people off at the knee with this, this um, health insurance. She's saying all the right things, but she's not in action, is not doing the right things. She doesn't want to do the um, increased tax on the wealthy at the 70% level because guess what? That would impact her bottom line as well. Yeah. It's like she is the epitome of what's wrong with corporate establishment Democrats. And, 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 and that's the thing. It's like whenever you think she's with us, whenever you think oh, she might be a progressive or she might be coming around, she does something to remind you that no, she's not a progressive in any way, shape, or form. She is – a a I'm, centrist. I am a corporatist centrist all the way through and through. That's what she is. Yeah, and it's frustrating for somebody who cares about policy and moving America forward and things like that in America for everybody. You know, it's just it, it's so damn frustrating. You expect better from your people, especially the ones in power. And you just, not only do they abuse it, but then they just somehow convince people to fall for their story. Right. Ooh, look at her. She collapsed sarcastically at Trump. Ooh, look at her. She didn't fold and, and give in. You're like, well, yeah, that's her fucking job. That literally is the bare minimum. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things anything else. where I, I feel like, uh, what is it, Charlie Brown in, in the football, you know, that's exactly what it is. Well, in some disturbing news, because we, we just got, might as well get into it, Reg. And what has made one of the most fucked up moments of Black History Month so far, Liam Neeson, in an interview, discussed about how he came back from a film um, off, you know, film, he was out of, he was out of uh, country. He had just come back and a friend of his had been raped. She didn't know who did it, but she did know the guy who did it was black. And he talks about how he walked, excuse me, he talked about how he walked around 
hoping that a black guy would give him trouble or that they would get into an argument so that he could kill a black bastard, as he said it. Some some black bastard. I'm so disturbed by this. I don't I don't even know what to do with it because this is like no one asked him about this. You know, that's the one thing that people keep mentioning. You know, he just sort of brought this up. Like, that's the thing that gets me about it is like, why did you bring this up? Nobody asked you about this. It's a weird it's a weird thing to talk about. Did you think you were going to get brownie points? Did you want to get it off your conscience? Like, do you think you would get points for that? Like, I don't it's if it's if this is your like, hey, I did some racist shit, but I too learned, so therefore you can learn. Like, I would have gone with a different story. And and on t- and another thing about it is like I don't I'm still trying to grapple with how I, what I feel about this. And here's why, because on the one hand, I honestly think that he, I honestly think he, hmm, see, and this is why it's so fucking difficult. I honestly think that if this had been a white guy, I, I, I wonder, I guess, and I could be, I could believe that if this had been a white guy that did it, he would have done the same thing and would have been walking around looking for you know, somebody that fit the description. Like, there's that, um, uh, what is it, uh, Twilight Zone or something like that, or, or Alfred Hitchcock, that, that, um, talks about how, um, you know, this woman ends up getting attacked and then her husband goes around looking for the guys that did it and she's like, it's that guy. And then he goes and fucks the dude up and then she's like, oh no, it's that guy. And he finds out, you know, every guy she looks at, is her attacker, you know? So like, yep. I could understand a scenario where he was just looking for somebody to punish for what happened to uh, his friend. So like, there's a certain extent where I can divorce it from the, the racial aspect and believe that it wasn't a that it wasn't necessarily a racist thing, you know, that the race was incidental, if, if that makes any sense. No, no. So that was the, that was the first impression I got. I felt like when I first listened to him say it that he was basically like had it been an Asian guy he would have said I'm looking for an Asian to kill like a white guy an Indian whatever you know it just happened to be a black guy um, but lucky again the other thing is just like even if it's even if you remove the racial aspect of it it's just fucking disturbing and why would you tell someone right it, and, and and it is disturbing and everything but then here's where I have a problem with divorcing the racial thing is because that happened to so many black people in America in the South, you know, where there was some fucked up, uh, allegation. Uh, and, and whenever I hear things like this, I can't help but go back to Emmett Till, you know, and that's basically what happened. And what Liam Neeson was saying is he want you, I don't know if I would I, I know it's hard to not to go that far though, I think, because that's basically what happened. I mean, he's looking for somebody to punish who fit a description and didn't matter who, and that's kind of fucked up. And and I don't know that I can necessarily divorce those two. I don't really watch Liam Neeson movies, so for me like I'm already been boycotting him, I guess. <laughs> I just don't. I don't know where people go from from it from here. Cause yeah, cause we're gonna do uh, um, his new movie, which is coming out, which he was doing. Um, 
uh, we were gonna do it on not not for um, the main show of uh, Cinema Chat. Uh, Brent and I were gonna watch it and do it on like a cutting room floor thing, the, the Patreon thing. And I was like, today I was I watched uh, Free Solo, which is actually a good movie. But today I was like, can we just do Free Solo? Because I don't know, I still don't know how I feel about whether I want to see Liam Neeson movies. That being said, that being said, he's in um he's gonna be in Men in Black Three, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend and act like I'm not gonna see the movie. <laughs> I will be seeing Men in Black Three in theaters. Right. Yes. So. <laughs> so. That's one Liam Neeson movie that right. I will be. So does that make me a hypocrite? I don't know. <laughs> but right now, if it, I'm not. It's gonna, it's gonna make me a hypocrite that's seeing Men in Black Three. Right. Also, it's Tessa Thompson and uh, Hemsworth. So I said, that's not even Men in Black Three. It's like Men in Black Four. four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically. Technically, Men in Black Four. Yeah, I misspoke, but uh, so. You know what? It is what it is, I guess. Yeah, uh, and Liam Neeson's not the only white person who's fucking up. Um, just real quickly, Cindy McCain, getting off of a plane, saw a woman who had a baby on her lap that was of a different race than the woman holding the baby. She, in her mind, felt something wrong, went to the police, and then had the police investigate to see if this woman was trying to traffic this child. Now, in an interview, she said that that indeed the woman was trying to traffic the child, and the child was rescued, and the lady was arrested. But then the Phoenix police were like, "No, no, 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 that's not how that should happen." Yeah. Uh, no, that lady, we didn't arrest that lady. She wasn't trafficking, and she wasn't she trafficking. Was and we had... supposed to be with that baby, and it's just like it's mind-boggling because one, she lied about it. I mean, it's one thing for her to, because, you know, people are like, if you see something, say something, and they don't want people to allow something bad to happen just because they're being self-conscious. So, like, there's a aspect of that that I agree with. You know, if you actually feel that somebody is not being safe or is in danger, then yes, you should do something about that. But what's problematic is Cindy McCain adopted a brown child from Bangladesh. So you would exactly. think she would know she would not want to put another person in that same you know you know like she would identify with this woman, you know. Instead, she's like, "No, I'm going to call the police on this because it feels weird to me." And then what makes it doubly worse, triply worse? I think we're at now <laughs> triple down on on the triple, triple on the yeah. worseness is that she goes in and lies about it to make herself a hero in this story that never happened. All of it is so bizarre. It reminds me of, I think it was the UCLA women's basketball head coach. She has a, her husband is black, and so her baby is dark, uh, is mixed by this, you know, darker um, pigmentation. And she was trying to get on a flight from with Southwest, and they made her prove, before they would get on the flight, they made her prove that the baby was hers. Can you imagine having to prove that the baby that you literally pushed out <laughs> right. was yours? You'd be like, are you motherfuckers out of your mind? Because, like, here's the thing. I mean, trafficking is a problem, and we know that it's a problem through, like, people do it through legit means. Like, they'll, they'll put somebody on a bus or they'll fly somebody somewhere and get them out. You know, like, so, like, it is a legitimate concern, and I, I get it to a certain extent, but, like, 
the level that some of these people are going to is just it's mind-boggling yeah i know it's it's especially in a world like in a world where interracial marriage is like a mainstream thing like i don't i don't get it i just don't understand it well someone said best it's like the ultimate level of can i see the manager you know like to have the gall to have the blind unawareness to just think that you can just call get the police to investigate a random stranger who you've only seen while you were getting off of a plane right that's it you haven't been they haven't been like playing in your park for the last three weeks or sitting outside of your house for the last two hours you literally got off a plane so all um, what I assume was probably a white woman with a brown baby it's just, and we're yeah. just like it's just frustrating that it's still in 2018 we're 2019 we're still having problems with people of color just trying to exist in in you know society just trying to be people and you know they think they're the heroes they're like Cindy McCain thinks she's a victim she's like I'm the one who's trying to help these people and everyone's that's coming after me yeah do you want to talk about Mecklenburg County or do you want to get right into the the uh, what ifs. No, we can. And do you do you want to talk about what we're watching, or do you want to keep pushing that back? <laughs> I don't think we're gonna push that back some more. Oh, beep beep. Um, real quick though, in some good news, um, I just wanted to point out Mecklenburg County. Uh, recently they um bumped up everybody's well salary full time people, so you know take that with what it is, but it's still a good point. But the point is. Everybody who is salary and full time will now be making uh, fifteen dollars an hour, so they bumped up everybody to like fifteen dollars an hour. And that's what people will be starting out with, and you know what? I'm gonna praise anybody that does that. You know, um, it, it seems like part time people will still not make that, but you know, it, it small steps. It, it's a step in the right direction. Hopefully, they'll give them a um, prorated like a prorated jump. So if you're we're making 12 or 13 they'll push you up to like 14 or 13.75 something well dude let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves <laughs> something <laughs> uh, um but enough of that talk um we want to do something a little bit light a little bit fun uh so we're gonna skip any more of the current events and we're gonna do some what you rathers because it's been a while since we've done some of these crazy questions to see you know what choices we would make when faced with a dark decision um reg i'm gonna ask you my first would you rather uh would you rather allow 50 percent of the population to die or well it's not not would you rather would you allow 50 percent of the population to die in order to have a star trek style worldly uh government existence and the 50% is spread across cultural. So it's like 50% in America, 50% in China. It's like, so there's no unbiased stuff. For every area, it's 50%. Would you do that? Would you trade that for Star Trek in 20 years? Do we get replicators? Yeah, I'm talking about the whole thing, man. The, the beginning of Star Trek in 20 years, and in 50 years, you get replicators and spaceships and shit. Oh, so we don't start... so. In 20 years, we get spaceships? 
And yeah, well, twenty years you get your first spaceships, and then fifty years you get you well, know, I'll be dead by then. a real federation. I'll enjoy it, so no, I'm not taking that deal. Wow, that is selfish as fuck. <laughs> I'm not taking that deal. I mean, if you told me, if you told me that tomorrow I'd have spaceships and be able to travel throughout space and all that, and and just fifty percent of the world, you you probably kill three quarters of the world. I think about it. I mean, be, if I'm uh, if I'm being honest, and I don't think I would sacrifice half the world for that. That's for just about it's. It would be hard for me to sacrifice half the world. It would have to be something really major, like for instance, sacrifice half the world, and it will stop global warming. Or if not, global warming will not will be unchecked. Well, I'd sacrifice half the world for that. But spaceship and Star Trek. I mean, I think we'll either eventually get there, or we won't. And I'm not gonna kill half the oh. world just to get there. I would definitely kill half the world to get there, just because if you told me in 20 years we're gonna have that means no more wars over religion, uh, no more wars over uh, the color of your skin. I think I would do that. No more starvation. Give me that. I think that's worth half of the population because you're gonna save that many people going forward by having. Not having wars uh, over oil, not having people working dead end jobs where they're basically working till they die. You make a good point. hundred percent, hundred percent. How many I people are there me. on the face of the earth right now? Six billion, seven billion. I think it's like seven billion. How many people on earth? Would you kill three point five? Do you you really think we would save three point five billion in twenty years? Seven seven point five three billion people. So you're talking about. That's a lot of people. I don't think you would. I don't think three billion people are gonna die from wars and all that and non-natural causes no, in the next twenty. Not years. in twenty. Not in twenty years. I said in the long run, over a, a century, you would save so much more people from from starvation, from the effects of global warming. Uh, not only that, you're spreading out. You would begin to spread out over into the universe. So even if you don't live to see all of the benefits, you're going to be the father of the birth of the thing that that makes humanity potentially timeless. So what I'm hearing is Jonathan thinks Thanos was right. I don't think Thanos is right. I'm just saying if that was a price to get that, it's not a bad price to pay. Mm. But Thanos didn't give them anything. He just like killed half the people and bounced like that's not cool. At least be like, snap your fingers, and it's heaven everywhere. Because then you'd be like, cool. It sucks. Yeah, he killed half of my, you know, my family. I'm the only person left alive. But there's great fruit everywhere. Mm. Well, okay. Um, my first one I'm going to give you is, uh, here's a question for you. Would you rather have to defend R. Kelly or defend Kevin Spacey? Um, I think it's Kevin Spacey just because of the number of people that R. Kelly um, has abused. Because defending R. Kelly, I feel like if your face is on television trying to defend that dude, <laughs> where do you go after he eventually goes down? Because he's going down. Where do you go from there? You got to go home. You know, I got a wife. She would divorce me. I got friends. They would disown me. I got family they would turn on me you know people be spitting in your food all the damn time <laughs> you just know you'd be eating like they're spitting my burger i know <laughs> i've just come to grips that they're spitting my burger i just hope they're not coming on my burger that's to be honest 
I just hope you're not <laughs> counting on the burger. Uh, I like the way you think. Yeah, yeah um, I, I, I would not want to have to defend R. Kelly one iota. Okay, here, quick question. Would it matter if let, we throw in Brian Singer on this? I wouldn't want to defend Brian Singer because Brian Singer is a cocky pedophile. Like, he's all like, yo, look at all the money and regards I just got because of... Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, like, like, dude, there are allegations that are still coming out about you. You should be shutting the fuck up. You should be hoping that people forget about you. Mm-hmm. And he's all trying to be like, when can I get back? They ain't no coming back. Brian Singer, I would not, nah, because that's a guy you'd end up killing, like, in your office. And you'd be like, fuck, now what do I do? Do I get rid of his body or do I just hope for leniency? Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? Uh, I would still want to defend Kevin Spacey over Brian Singer or R. Kelly. Um, all right. Well, I got another one for you. Would you rather randomly kill someone from your touch once a year, gaining that person's energy and healing yourself? You don't have a choice. Or would you rather kill a hundred people at once? You touch one person or and maybe it causes a ripple effect throughout the area and then, you know, days later all these people start dropping dead. And it gives you um the ability to heal and live for a century more at your top prime. They're both random. Like I can't choose. Ooh, wow. Reg, you're getting morbid. <laughs> um, I was going to say they're both random, but if you wanted to choose, that'd be fine too. Well then if I can choose, I'm going to pick the first one where I choose who I touch and take their life and all that. No, you could, man, you could be the world's greatest assassin at exactly. that point. I, I can just choose to touch bad people. I, I get some lobbyist money and go into Congress. That's what I exactly. do. Exactly. Well, no, because then people are gonna find out and start to wonder. If I touch, you know, McConnell and he drops dead, you know, there's no explaining that shit away. Well, not if it happens at like random. I guess it all depends on when you like. If you can determine when it sets, when it goes off. Uh, I don't think there's any way that you could touch anybody important and walk away. Unless it was like at a rally. Even then, they're going to be looking at the screens trying to find out who or what touched Dude, you could do it at a you could do it at a dinner. Yeah, but you're still there. You'd still be placed at the scene. Yeah, but that's the thing. It all depends on how quickly they die. Like, if, if, if I touch them and they die in a day, well, then yeah, then, then kudos. You know, that's different. But, I mean, I, I assumed... It, it doesn't matter. Either way, that's the one I'm going to pick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we over arguing over the semantics of it, but, yeah, how it works. Uh, the mechanics of it, rather. But, yeah, that's, I think I that's would... the one I would pick. Because then I could live forever that way. That is true. I would just have to be okay with that, Dealing that people. many people's yeah. deaths on my hand. Which I think, I, if, if I'm honest, I mean, if I can live forever... I, might be okay with that. <laughs> well, I would just, like you say, if you could just do it touching bad people, you could, like, rack up a bunch of people and just be like, yep, 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 feeding myself. Right, you know, there are a lot of low-level bad people that, that some Fox News types. Uh, would you rather be able to see 10 minutes into your own future or 10 minutes into the future of anyone but yourself? Wow. Um... I think my 10 minutes of mine, because what I would do is I would go to Vegas and I would 
sit at the blackjack tables and I would sit down, do my 10 minute thing to see what people got. And then I would just fucking bet that way. I'd be like, uh, uh, I'll fold. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was thinking um, my feature as well because I just don't see the application of how that benefits me at all to see somebody else's feature for 10 minutes. Well, you definitely could you could sell that, that power for sure. You could make a shit ton of money off of that. How long do horse races last? Not 10 minutes. See, like, the thing that would suck about it is I couldn't use it to win the Powerball because they stopped selling an hour before. No, but there's so many other games that you could. Like, dude, in Texas Hold'em, you would be fucking deadly. You could win all kinds of tournaments because most hands don't last 10 minutes, so you would always be able to know what the other person had. Right. You could just always be in your mind, be like, go all in, go all in, go all in, go all in. Boom. That's a good one. Uh, Rich, would you rather witness the birth of the universe or the death of the universe? Oh, that's easy. Um, death. Oh, really? Yeah, I want to I see how it ends. What do you think it's going to be? The big crush, or you think it's just going to be all the lights or vets are going to go out? I mean, if science is correct, I have no reason to doubt the science. It's, it's going to be some sort of heat death in which everything just freezes and stops moving. And, and that's the... You know, everything is expanded as far as it can expand. And that's probably more likely what's going to happen. But it would be interesting to see that. I, I, can, I can imagine how the Big Bang happens. But, you know, there are a million ways that the universe can end. It, it might not be a heat death. It might be an incursion, for, incursion rather, from uh, an alternate reality, an alternate universe, you know. Okay, here's one. Uh, it's kind of from the Matrix, still in this from the Matrix. But, uh... Would you rather take the blue pill, but you wake up a billionaire and live the rest of your life thinking something is wrong but never knowing what it is? It's like it's itching out of the back of your skull and to the fact that to the point where it might and will probably drive you crazy. Or you take the red pill and wake up in the real world. You're free of all that nonsense, but you live in a third world country. Ah, fuck. Give me the blue pill, to be honest. Because if you told me that I could take I take the red pill, I'm free, and then I wake up in El Salvador, I'd be like, fuck, I fucked up. <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> oh, no, I fucked up. <laughs> I don't want freedom. I don't want freedom. <sighs> yeah, I think I would go with the blue pill, to be honest. If I'm being 100%, if I'm being 100 though. I'm definitely going with the blue pill. How about you, Reg? I'm going with the blue pill, too. I mean, I'm a billionaire. Hopefully, I like, it's that type of crazy that, like, it gets me when I'm, like, 87. Okay, I'm going to change up this one up a, a little bit. Um, you're the one, okay? You're Neo. And you can, same thing, you can take the blue pill or what have you. But if you take the other pill, the red pill, you would wake up and you could end the, the uprising. But there's a chance that you might not. Uh, then I'd take the red pill. If I'm the one, I'm taking the red pill. I want the power. Okay. I don't want the chance. Because fuck it. Be the hero. Don't be cannon fodder. Be the hero. Hmm. Reg, would you rather go be an um, artist that goes triple platinum? Or would you rather be an actor that wins two Oscars? 
Uh, I'm a movie guy, so I gotta go with the actor. I think I would go with the artist just because going triple platinum means you made so much fucking money. I mean, Oscars, if you have two Oscars, you probably either are making a lot of money or will be making a lot of money very soon. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't care that much about music, so. And, and I figure if I'm an actor that went, you know, won two Oscars, I mean, I'm, my shit don't stink. My shit don't and I'm going to be on Hollywood Boulevard with my name in the thing, and they're going to do an immor- a memoriam thing about me one day. That is true. Two Oscar wins is uh, you're historic. All right. And there haven't been that many black people to win Oscars, so. Would you rather be able to fly for three hours per day? Or would you rather be able to swim underwater for three hours per day? And in both cases, the weather doesn't harm you. So cold doesn't get you in the air. Cold, cold doesn't get doesn't you in the water. Me anyway. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, I'm always going to go with fly. Always. Screw the water. I'm flying. If I can Aquaman swim like super fast, uh, I'm still going with flying. You're right. Fly. I would just be cool. Just it's like the ultimate of being like I'm up here, I'm flying. You have to watch out for buildings and birds. That's about it. The the w- one cool thing though about the the swimming thing is you could probably be an Olympic swimmer and win every medal. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's true. Just be crushing stuff. He never comes up for air. <laughs> The only thing that would suck though is only three hours a day, so you would have to hope that your all your competitions are within a three hour window. Which I don't I doubt that's how that works. Mm I wouldn't think so. But I mean you'd still be winning a lot of medals regardless. Oh yeah. Well you speak dominating because you didn't have to breathe. Yeah. Um Um, this is one that everybody asks all the time, but uh, would you rather know when you were gonna die or how? Ooh, when you're gonna die or how? I want to know when. I don't care how. I just want to know when. That way, I know how much time I have. Hmm. I'm a win guy too. Because then I can plan my last day and, you know, the week before, have a little party and then going away and letting, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's kind of awesome. That'd be awesome to do. Say goodbye to all the people and then boom. Because, I mean, knowing how does not... What if it's a horrible way? You know, I don't want to be like, yeah, I'm going to pick how. Your head gets chopped off by ISIS. What the fuck am I doing? Exactly, what the fuck? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> and you can't change it, you know? <laughs> ISIS is in America? Is that what you're telling me? Because there's no way I should be there getting my head chopped right, off. you know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure if we asked this one, but I'm going to ask it again. Uh, would you rather um, be able to f- fly anywhere for free or you can have free lodging at wherever you go? I think I'd rather fly anywhere for free because flying is tends to be the most expensive part of the trip. Because if I can fly to Australia for free, then, you know, lodging doesn't really matter that much. I can find a crap hotel. It's just nice knowing I didn't pay like $1,500 for a flight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm same boat. I would rather fly for free than have, you know, free uh, room and board or whatever. 
Free room and board would be sick, but man, flying for free. If you did that, that's all I would do is just flying around. Would you rather have the life and powers of Captain um, America, Steve Rogers, or Tony Stark, Iron Man? Because you're going to get the longevity of you Captain America. You know what? America. That's not even America. a question. Iron Man. I knew you were going to go with that. Get all that money. The money, the suit. I mean, he's got a suit that can go into space. Uh, That's true. All you get with Captain America is longevity, healing, strength, speed. And you get to throw a frisbee really well. Fuck that. Until intelligence he's not that much he's not it didn't help his intelligence yes it did that's literally part of the lore i don't think that's true it is it's the reason why he's able to like memorize things quickly has like a photographic memory now that's not intelligence though yes it is photographic memory is not intelligence yeah it's just stop Reg, it's part of the lore. You're just hating on it because you're Team Iron Man. Either way, Tony should be Tony Stark camp. is still smarter than Iron Man, so yes, no one's denying so that. Even if he got intelligence, not smart, it didn't make him better than Tony Stark. So, no, well, Tony Stark's like the that's like be like didn't make him better than Albert Einstein. He's like, well, yeah, motherfucker's one of the smartest dudes to ever live in that universe. Uh, I'm also going with Tony Stark, but more for the money, because. Yeah, you can't make yourself live longer, but, you know, he's, his life is going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to about do it for us on this episode, episode number 68. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, get ready for next week's episode, episode 69. Maybe we'll get into something a little funky. Maybe we'll get a little dirty. Uh, we probably won't. <laughs> but, um, as we always like to say... Speak your truth. Tell your story. And stay woke. Awkwardly stares into the camera. <laughs> you can find John at TempeWMF on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find his other stuff at TempeWorld.com. And you can find Reggie at Hedonis. That's H-I-D-D-A-N-A-S. He co-hosts In My Humble Opinion and the Cinema Chat Podcast.